This is the Unscripted Podcast. All right, here's a question for our listeners. Is this one of the ones going to make me look stupid? No. If you, uh, you're, you're, you have your election party night for whatever office you're running for. I don't know if it's president, you're, you're going to be, you know, the, the mayor of your town or whatever it is. Who do you, who do you invite to come with you? What do you mean? Like to your party? Yeah, do your party. Who do you invite to come to your, your party? Because those people are going to be there for, if you get, if you get elected, they're your entrance, you know, they're your entrance party into this new thing. And, uh, so who, who would you have come along? Uh, you know, it's a f- you say that, and that reminds me of such a funny story. Because today, well, yeah, I'll let you tell your story. But today, we're talking about Jesus's entrance party. Yeah, and uh, and who 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 the, who got invited to the to the election party? When um, you have to get a clearance to work where I worked at, and uh, the um, my me too, and the well, yeah, but mine was a. Pretty intense clearance, you know. Mine was too. And so, when you when you went through the DOE and mine was better. No, no, no. I'm not trying to argue that. I'm just saying that <laughs> that it, it took 11 months to get my clearance. I understand. That's and, that's maybe because of your criminal record. Well, and, um, the, 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 Jesus took care of all uh-huh. that. Mine, <laughs> mine took 13 months. <laughs> but what go was ahead, funny when ahead. they when they did it, you know, because like they go back. And they do everything. Absolutely. I mean, they go back. They were asking my neighbors when I was a kid question. Mm-hmm. And so this guy was sitting at the lunch table, and um, he was like, he's so funny. He was one of those guys that was always like, you know, everybody kind of runs on this groove. Well, he kind of ran on this one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He was kind of beside you, but like com- different wavelength always. And this was the was moment. Was he going like far right or far left? No, no, no. He was just like, like I know y'all on this path. And I'm going to go the same direction y'all going, but, like, I'm going to just use this road over here. Oh. You know, I'm going to climb through the briars, you know, instead of going down okay. there. He didn't want to step on any mines? I don't Or know. is he more criminal type? I'm, well, I'm this not, was – You're, 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 you're painting like a broad brush. Let me tell you my story, and I okay. will. And so, Barber, we'll call, that was his last name, and he was like, well, what did y'all put down on your clearance <laughs> paperwork for references? And I was like, well, what do you mean? He was like, you know, like – and you had to put down these references. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, I put down, like, you know, friends and, like, our preacher and one of our elders. And he was like, huh, okay. And I thought, he answered that real weird. And I said, well, who did you put down? And he was like, he started naming off a couple of people. Well, one of them he named off was the mayor of our town. Mm. And I was like, do you know him? He was like, No. <laughs> I remember thinking like he's either the smartest person I've ever known yeah. or the dumbest person I've oh, ever known. Yeah. You know, like like I think you told this before. Yeah, and, and I remember thinking like that that is if it works, it's going to work really good. The mayor's like, oh, Jimmy Jimmy Dale Barber. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Great upstanding guy. Mom 15, and daddy. 15 contributed $15 to the yeah, campaign. Yep, exactly. You know, mom and daddy, great people. <laughs> daddy, <laughs> daddy died in 88, <laughs> Texas. Everything, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember thinking, like, this is either the smartest guy I know or the dumbest. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one this is. And evidently, he got, um, evidently, he made it in there, too. Yeah. And, and you know, y'all are having the conversation. Yep, yep. And, and, um, you Some know, people it's like, all right, how did that guy pass his psychoval? Yeah, and and when they ask you all those crazy questions mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and and 
So, anyways, it just reminded me, and I was thinking, like, your election party. Yeah, your election party. <laughs> yeah. Because he invited the mayor. And, yeah, was that guy, I wonder if that guy was invited to the mayor's election party or not. Right. And, uh, it, it's just a, a, a you know, the, the people that did our clearance were from. Uh, yeah, a guy that Ben baptized recently, I, well, I won't say his name, but. You know, he claimed that he has a, a lot of friends who are, like, uh, pretty prestigious, I guess, in the community. And it's like, he's like, yeah, such and such, close friend of mine. I'm like, okay, okay. whatever whatever you say, man. There you go. I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't fact check him on it or anything. And it's not important. It's not important to me. I don't care. <laughs> right. And yeah. probably the person who he said, I was like, I wouldn't want to be a close friend of mine because right. a lot of the things that he's. Right, political He's decisions. Politician, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, you need to go check out our politics uh, politician right. thing from election thing from. So yeah, the 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 watch party. Uh, Jesus had a watch party, and uh, and he also had you know this. I guess you could call it a entrance party. And so today we're talking about the the shepherds and the wise men, and we may answer questions for you about wise men that you never knew before. Um, well, you do such a good job explaining this, and and well, let's talk about let's talk about shepherds first. Okay, what do you want to talk about shepherds for? Well, because um, they were the first ones, and it's like, who would you invite to come and see you? And you would think, okay, Jesus, King of the world, gonna do all these prestigious, amazing things, uh, take away our sin. He's gonna resurrect from the grave, and who's he gonna who's he gonna invite? Who's he gonna have with him? And it's amazing how how God works that he picks he picks shepherds to come identify the lamb. And, That's an interesting thought. I never thought about that. And of all of all the people in the world that that could come and go, okay, there's the king. Let's go worship him. Let's go see him. And you know, this will be a sign to you is what the angel said. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths. Lying in a manger. I heard a I heard a a uh, friend of mine say this once who did a lot of study on shepherds and lambs and and uh, I I could never verify this, uh, so I'm going to speak like kind of from a politician, but I'm going to give you a disclaimer, and not just say it as truth, but not lie. <laughs> yeah, but but he said you think about this, the the number of lambs that they had to sacrifice a year, and and I did count that up. It's if it was one house, I mean, it's it's crazy how many lambs. And and you think about, you know, a lamb in the morning, a lamb in the evening, you know, all these weeks and all these feasts and all these mm-hmm. things. And so they had to prepare a whole lot of lambs um, and raise them up every year from their flocks. And if if one of those lambs get, get something, you know, wrong with them. They're out the pot. Yeah, and and so I guess, I guess those I guess those got ate, you know. Yeah, they got ate. They were in the pot. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, but they and, weren't in the sacrifice pot. Right, they weren't in the sacrifice for for sins, and um, and they weren't in the morning sacrifice and the evening sacrifice. So, right. anyways, he just said that, um, you know, when when a lamb was was little and they would and it's born and they see that it would be so precious like to keep other animals whenever they would actually have them hemmed up not out in the fields when they're when they're birth when but, but when a mama would would birth one he said uh they would be so precious that that they would sometimes pick them up and place them somewhere so they didn't get stepped on so they didn't get a blemish on them and uh and he said i wonder how many of those got placed in a feeding trough in a manger to keep them safe 
And and so anyways, he just said, uh, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth lying in a manger. He went he went on to say that they would wrap them in swaddling. I couldn't ever find any any full. And so if any of our listeners have anything on that, uh, hit us up about it if you if you have any facts on it or, or references. But that's neat, though. I mean, God, he picked shepherds to come first and and really that's uh that's what that's what the lord left to to uh to guide his people with shepherds and that's the entrance and that's that's the exit plan well it's you know in luke 2 it gives the account it says there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night probably wasn't december probably wasn't december exactly um so but that yeah that's a you you have these shepherds they're they're living out in the fields and you imagine those guys out there it's like another born night i mean you think about how many songs david wrote and right. how good he got with a slingshot right. out there that, exactly uh, exactly sneaking in caves yeah. <laughs> dreaming about warfare and everything and then boom all of a sudden man the the sky gets gets split and uh it's it's neat too to to think about the the ways that the way that the lord was announced is the way he's going to announce his coming too. Say that he, oh, in the and, sky. Yeah, that that these you know this angel uh, appears out with these shepherds. Um, behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And maybe maybe I just had in my mind that it was uh, that it was in the sky. What? Where do you think? Light, what do you mean the light? It had to come from above. Well, I would. I mean, I would think so, but. Uh, you know the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And um, I guess I just always thought that it, you know, the angel would be elevated. But I don't know if I can really back that up in Scripture. But man, it's well, they a, were scared. Yeah, because verse ten says that the angel said to them, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all the people. And that and that could be, uh, you know, he was appearing right beside them. I guess if an angel appeared right beside me, boom. Yeah, I guess that would scare me yeah, to death. Exactly. Too. You know, like like last night where the boys were getting ready for bed, and I heard one of them holler, and then the next one I heard screaming. And the uh, I told Jessica I was in the bedroom doing something, and I told Jessica I said I don't know what happened, but something real funny just did because one of them was waiting for the other one to scare him. And so anything pops out at you, it's going to scare you. And these guys are in the middle of the field, and you think about it, you know, they're out there. Their job is literally to keep watch. That's what it says. They mm-hmm. were out there to watch over the flock. And and so these guys are out there in the middle of the night looking for danger. And so they're going to be on guard, as it were. And this angel shows up around them. And what does he tell them? It's okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I've got good news. So um, well, let's just read it right quick. And uh, we'll expound on this for a minute. So this is, I mean, this is that night. There's, um, there's definite evidence that it's, uh, that it's, it's a different timing uh, with the shepherds versus the uh, the wise men. Well, this is the same country. Yeah. You know, this is what's interesting. It says the same country, and and while you're doing it, I'm gonna look up the word. I want to just see the word country and see what exactly it means, right there. Yeah. And so this, uh, the word babe, you'll find a babe. Uh, she brought forth her son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And then the same country, we, we see this, but you'll you'll find a babe, and that babe, that word is uh, 
verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths lying in a manger. That babe is a is is an infant in the original language. It's a very, very young. And, but it's uh, also the same word. You know, the babe that leaped in, in Elizabeth's womb uh-huh. is the same word. That's neat too, isn't it? Yeah, so so God Life refer- in the womb. Yeah, God refers to the baby mm-hmm. in, in Elizabeth's womb as the same word as seed, you know, that he uses with Mary, you know, when he talks about the yeah. the the seed that's in Mary. Which that can you know, we talked about this on last week, conceived of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Luke uh, yeah, Luke one forty one, it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary and the babe leaped in her womb. Yeah, and it's, that's it's the same word that used with with Mary that the, you, your seed, you mm-hmm. know, the seed that's in you. The and he's talking about like I don't know how to say this without sounding irreverent. Yeah, but the little peanut zygote, looking the zygote, yeah, <laughs> zygote and, baby. Yeah, yeah. And, and same things. Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, that's the infant. Whenever you get over to Matthew's account, when the wise men come around, they they come to see Herod. They didn't come to see, uh, you know, they came to Jerusalem first, and it says. Uh, you know, where's this child? They went when they saw the child in the house. Uh, and so there's a couple different settings there. And so there's, there's a, there's a, there's some myth busters for you. Uh, Wiseman probably didn't show up the same night. Uh, yeah. I mean, these, these guys, the word there means Chora and it just literally means or, or Cora actually. And it literally means the space line between two places or limits, and in the same country, yeah, in the yeah. same region mm-hmm. or country, and so these shepherds guys, are close. Yeah, the shepherds are close. They're somewhere in proximity, yeah. and so, and uh, and I'll get into the wise men thing in a minute too. But uh, but anyway, so they they see this babe. So now they were in the same country. Shepherds lying out in the fields, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Man, it's amazing. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Think about that. There's a prophecy of the Gentiles in in, in verse 10. To all people. You, you know, the what a blessing. So, you know, we were talking about this last night in our I had a Bible study here with um, mm-hmm. some of our members and a, and a lady that's not a member of the church. And, and um, you know, we we're talking about this scenario in John 3. And so just it, if you stop and start thinking about, like it was God's plan always for the Gentiles to be in the church. Mm-hmm. And if you start thinking about that and you start reading the, the, the narrative with this mindset that I'm not reading necessarily the history of the Jews, or I'm not reading necessarily, you know, sometimes if you read with a focus, in other words, right? If you're reading with looking for something, and I don't mean to it like... to jump out at you. Yeah, I don't mean like look for a, a, a reason to drink alcohol or something yeah, like right, that, right. but but which is stalling your mind. And, yeah, but you, you talked about this a few weeks ago, looking at David and his family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And those things are jumping out at you. Yeah, so John 3, mm-hmm. when Jesus is having this conversation with uh, Nicodemus, and, you know, Nicodemus... He's saying, you know, he starts up, Master, we know you're a teacher of the law. I mean, we know you're uh, God is with you, for no man can do these things unless God be with him. And, you know, Jesus, like you talked about, was it you or Tom Sunday that talked about this a little bit? But but you, you think about this conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus, and Nicodemus is really expecting a king like David to come mm-hmm. in and overthrow Rome. Yeah, now, they all just, were. And think about this. Like, if you, like, like, you know, I like to read a lot, and, 
the if you go back and you read our history, near modern history, religiously, so every group of people that before us, like during World War II, they were saying that the Panzer tanks were were this prophecy and revelation of the of the belly of the beast. Wow. And then you roll forward to like like maybe my grandparents' generation in the seventies, you know, when they were kind of in their prime, I suppose, you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe our age then or maybe our parents' age. And they thought that in the seventies and eighties that it was going to that that it was the Russian helicopters or maybe the Blackhawks helicopters, this belly of the beast, yeah. you know. And so you look at when when Jesus is having this conversation with Nicodemus and this idea that Nicodemus is expecting, okay, I know that when Messiah comes, he's going to restore all things. I know that he's going to set up this kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, in Daniel two, and, and and they were right in understanding that it was during this, these kings, right? these kings these in kings. Roman um, the Roman Empire. So they were right in all expecting these things, but but the conversation Jesus has with Nicodemus and he starts his conversation about like. Nicodemus, you're a teacher of the law, and you don't understand these things. And you're missing the point, Nicodemus. That's why he goes through this idea that you got to be born of water and the Spirit. you got to be born again of your thinking. you got to be your thought process got to change. And so when we think about John 3 and verse 16, it was it's the golden text of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But But if you look at it in context... It's this helping Nicodemus understand something fundamental about what God's plan was, and that is, Nicodemus, you're still expecting a kingdom for the Jews, for the Jews, and not but, not not everyone. But God loved the world, right. you know. God loved the world, so this is a completely new thinking to him. Mm-hmm. And so, when these shepherds that are in the field, you know, these Jewish shepherds that are out here tending their sheep. When they hear this thing, I mean, this is this is all new stuff for them. I mean, like I was thinking about this verse right here in First Peter chapter one when we started talking about this, and and you know the angel shows up, and and it's an interesting thing because it's almost like you can hear the excitement in his voice in the, in the angel, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, you know when he's telling this thing, like so. In First Peter chapter one and verse nine, it says, "Of this salvation, prophets inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you or us, mm-hmm. searching what or what manner of time." You know, they were trying to figure out when these prophecies would be fulfilled. Right. Is this thing lining up to, to the, for the Messiah to come now? The Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the suffering of Christ and the glory that would follow. To them, it was revealed that. Not to themselves, but, you know, to us. but to us. And and this is what I think is an interesting mm-hmm. thing. They were ministering these things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. So, you know, he's saying, like, these guys are using these prophecies to help you understand mm-hmm. that Jesus, not that he existed, but why he existed. And and this is the, the, the thing I was thinking about, things which the angels desire to look into. They didn't know the plan. Yeah. No, the prophets nor the angels knew the plan. <laughs> And you have today uh, an amazing thing. When you have the Bible, when you have the, the full written word of God, you have things that God concealed from his messengers 
from his holy angels and from his prophets. Yeah, so things they were talking about, and the angels didn't even they didn't even know all these things. So you wonder when this guy shows up, he's like, "Listen, man, I'm telling you, like, like I, I know y'all were stumped on this, so were we." I, I bet you that I bet you them angels were doing push-ups and running yeah. marathons with their wings, saying, "I'm gonna be the one who's gonna yeah, get there first exactly. to tell these shepherds." Absolutely, absolutely. Because then know? suddenly. There was with this angel a multitude. Yeah. So this guy was the fastest. Yeah, exactly. So it wouldn't have been me or you, Chris. <laughs> right. It would have probably been Ben. ben. We could have throat chopped Ben, though. Yeah, that's you right. Know? <laughs> catch me first. <laughs> catch you first. But, so, so, so Luke 24. Luke 24? Yeah. Jesus talks about these things to his disciples. Right before he goes, right before he sends back to heaven. All right. Then he said to them, these are the words... Word. 24 what? 2444. These are the are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And he said to them thus it was written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you were witnesses of these things. And so he says, all these things were written in the Psalms of the prophets. It was planned. And the law of Moses were concerning me. It was planned. I would have loved, I mean, you know how much I love searching out prophecy and putting mm-hmm. timelines together to give people evidence. And you do a good job of it. But, but I would have loved to have been in that Bible lesson with Jesus. He expound. And he opened their their understanding; they might comprehend the scriptures. I would be so scared; I'd forget half of it. I know, but I mean, I would be just so like, it's like, okay, Lord, can you miraculously make just one GoPro right here so we can hit record? <laughs> exactly. So we can. We need just a tape recorder. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, so so what you're seeing here is this unrolling of prophecy. Yeah. You know, to these shepherds, and so the angel is coming, and and you know, like I said, Peter said, "Listen, they didn't know." And now here, all of a sudden, boom! They desire to look into it, and that's a that's a blessing for you today. When you open your Bible, and you can read these things, and you have the the New Testament revealed. That's what that's what Paul wrote, and he says, "Look, the mystery's been revealed." Yeah, we have the manifold wisdom of God. We have it. it it's it's here, and so everything that was concealed in the Old Testament that the prophet, I mean. You know they're they're trying to inquire and figure out these these things out and reason in their minds. He's like, it's all here. It's been it's been revealed yeah. to us through Christ, and now we have the written word of the New Testament. We can we can the the Bible's so hyperlinked, so to speak. Yeah, and, and just think about this one thing. You, you know what you're getting in two verses of chapter two. The angel said to them, "Don't be afraid. I bring you things of great joy." This is prophesied that when he came, it would bring joy to the world, right? Which will be to all people. That's Isaiah sixty two. You know, the Gentiles, you know, would, would be heirs of salvation. Joel too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior. That is Bethlehem, right? What mm-hmm. is it? Micah five five mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And five two. Two, yeah. And so then you've got all these things, you know, like every you could take chapter two, verse ten and eleven, and there's about seventy five verses right there just in those two sayings that they're saying there now just think about how important that is just saying that you know we've touched on the prophecy about it like like you know the book of mormon actually says that jesus was born in jerusalem yeah false yeah false teaching yeah and so because of that 
Like, like, and I even asked some guy. I was in Honduras when I first when I first read this. I don't have to look any further. Well, and I was with these guys in Honduras, and they were Americans that were mm-hmm. down there teaching them. And when I saw that, I asked him the first time. I was like, "Wait a minute, that says Jerusalem," and he switched to English on me because we were with all the Hispanic guys. And I thought, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we're going to we're going to have this conversation in Spanish." Like everybody needs yeah, to hear, so, so they can understand it. Yeah, everybody needs right. to hear this conversation. You know, like, and he was like, "Well, I can explain it better in English." I was like, "Just try it in Spanish, then." Just try it. You know, mm-hmm. we need to have this conversation. Yeah. And that's Chris, that those are moments when you're bullheaded looks <laughs> and, and when Jessica says you're standing mean, <laughs> right. that's when it pays off for the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, it's like let's just try it then. <laughs> and so that's what we had was that conversation right there. And you're like and so then he tried to explain it like this. Well, it's close. Uh uh-uh. uh. That don't I don't I don't get you there, son. Yeah. And and so there's a whole lot of things that are close, but it doesn't matter, right? And so I just thought that was, you know, just looking at these two things here, they're telling these shepherds all these things are dripping with prophecies, and it's like almost like they're wanting to just spill the beans all together, you know, because now finally the angels that have been – you think about the chess match they've been playing over the years, yeah. you know, with humanity, like with Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and like, I went to uh, this coffee place in Virginia, and this guy had on a – his he was obviously a homosexual, and his name tag was Proudy. 22 and uh, proudy was his name and it was all in rainbow colors and uh, i didn't know you knew ben back then <laughs> now this is just a few weeks I ago and if i was going to ask me my name i was just going to tell him genesis 22 genesis 22 <laughs> and but the the the, the I, just, I i started doing what you said if i go somewhere and they announce it out i'll, I'll say go balls yeah. or jesus lives <laughs> right well you know you think about like how much of a the angels have played into think about how many of the old testament stories you know that the angels played into think about the sodom and gomorrah think about mm-hmm. uh uh you know all the fightings times that israel did were were angels think about the passover think about all these things that the angels have been part and parcel to and they're really just you know being obedient soldiers as it were mm-hmm. they're really just doing what the lord that's told them an, to. an angel is a messenger that's what he is yeah and so now all of a sudden like they're like okay we're getting this thing now yeah finally and and I, one and one thing too uh so so our our friends who are who are mormon all right who i i i just i just can't follow their their thing you know they're they're talking about this uh I just want to give you one thing to show that it's false, false teaching the Book of Mormon. You don't need the Book of Mormon to go to heaven. One is, is he, you know, the, the claims is that Joseph Smith received this uh, vision, this vision, and he, uh, God needed a modern day prophet. He needed a modern day messenger to come because supposedly the Bible wasn't good enough. That that Second Peter one three is not good enough. Right. And so, uh, so anyways. And then God gives him these tablets to confirm this new this new thing. God didn't confirm things through through tablets. Right. When he would usher in anything new, God spoke to the to the patriarch to the to the fathers. Uh, we spoke about that last week. How it was hidden and concealed through right. through the mothers through the matriarchs. But how that God would speak to the fathers. He told you know he told Adam. Don't don't eat of this tree. He told Noah to build the ark. Told Abraham, get out of your country. Spoke to him directly. Moses is the first prophet. He's the first person who he says, you go tell my people this mm-hmm. this thing. He, so he changed the way that he speaks to people. He speaks to them through this message, mm-hmm. through this messenger. 
Well, he ushers it in with miracles. Right. And so miracles came with Moses. Moses, throw your throw your what's that in your hand? Throw it down. It becomes a snake. Pick it up. It mm-hmm. becomes a staff. Put your hand in your bosom. There's miracles. Mm-hmm. It's there. Comes out as lepers. Puts it back in. It's healed. Go to go before the Pharaoh. And and Moses did all these signs and wonders. It was to show that this is something new that God's ushering in. I'm now going to speak through this man to the people. He's the first. He's the first prophet who speaks to everybody. Well, now. In steps the Son of God. Hebrews eleven, Hebrews one one says, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers through the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son. God is going to usher in a new way and a new covenant. And when this new way comes about, he's going to bring it in with miracles. All these miracles that Jesus performed shows us that God is, is doing this new thing. John was leading up to it. You know, God gave John, he, he's, he's, he's teaching, but John's not out there. I don't, I don't know of a, of a miracle that. I'd say living off bugs and honey's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so this, uh, you know, provision from God is one thing. That's not miraculous though. Right. And so as, uh, and so with Jesus, he's doing these miracles. And so he ushers, ushers in this new thing, this new way through Jesus. And so now today, if someone says, there's a new way i'm going to say show me the miracles and i don't mean like somebody got healed from cancer right and i don't mean like oh granny got healed who walked up with a walker no 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 i, I was I wanna, listening I, to a, i've got i've got a guy who had his hand amputated uh in like 2005 make his hand grow back i was listening to this preacher i was listening to um uh, they do these sandwich sessions at PTP where you can just go get your dinner mm-hmm. and like they'll get a couple of the old preachers in there and they've kind of gotten to the point where like you know like there's a certain point where old people get to where they can just like yeah I'm just gonna I'm just do what I want to do you know like <laughs> like my barber back home like, like they I, don't follow the the script yeah or yeah what? like they're just like I'm gonna do what I want to do and so <laughs> so like my barber back home one time I go in there to get a haircut and I was like I want my haircut this way and he's like I'll do it but it's gonna look stupid that way mm-hmm. I was like. You've been cutting it that way for years, Bill. He's like, it still looks stupid. And he told the other girl, he's like, it looks stupid, don't it? She was like, well, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of a normal haircut, Bill. You know, <laughs> like you can tell, like she was, it was real awkward for her. But, but I just want to get to the age where I can just be like, that's stupid. That's where the kids, you know? are my kids, I took them. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting there. I took my kids to the barber over in Pedal, and there's a bunch of firemen that cut hair. They're a lot of fun to go in there and talk with, chat with. Well, when you get them, when you get them like when there's just like a couple of you in there, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What do you want, bud? You know, what kind of haircut you want? You know, whether he says a a two or a one." He's getting the one. Right, exactly. He's like, they're all getting the same. Yeah, and, and <laughs> so, you know, I was listening to these sandwich sessions, and this guy, they were telling stories from the 50s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when they used to have these big tent meetings that last for a couple of weeks and Good stuff. Good old days. And they were going to have a debate between this guy in the Lord's Church and this guy in the um, some kind some of – denomination or something. Yeah, some kind of denomination, faith healing denomination. So mm-hmm. probably one of the more charismatic ones. And uh, – some kind of Pentecostal outfit. Mm-hmm. So this night, they were going to raise the dead, right? <laughs> Literally, they were going to raise the dead. So so they brought a guy in in a coffin, right? And so there's this guy, and everybody could pray by and look at him and examine that he was dead. And so they said when the brother in the church went up there that he, his wife had a, had a um, 
ha- uh, thing in her hat, you know, with a pin holding in like you. When yeah. You, what's oh, that? Yeah. What's them mm-hmm. long pins? You know what I'm talking about? Like you mm-hmm. get a, a corset or whatever. Yeah, corsage. Yeah, 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 whatever it's called. And so, of course, that's Boot not right. Near. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, so he walked up to the casket. When he got up there to his turn, he took that pin and jammed it in that guy. <laughs> he stood straight up in the, in the thing, and that was the end of the of the race that night. And so I raised him. <laughs> so, so you're right. You know, like let's see something like that. Let's let's roll a casket in. Uh, show me the show me the full fledged miracles. Right. I want to listen to the guy who died in the shootout. Yeah, yeah exactly. Joseph Smith. Yeah, exactly. He died in the and so you know the the we're we're at the point to where we are we need a um, it's a stage presence mm-hmm. you know we need yeah that's a, what that's what all these people do and they they've raised a lot of money you know doing these faith healing things oh, whatever, yeah. whatever these so, things but but they understand that um, that's something big you know it is and and so God did too that's right. why He used it like you're saying and and man this is amazing and this goes back to Isaiah nine verse six. I mean, prophesy to a T, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with just judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And I can imagine that it would be very easy for the disciples and Nicodemus to think, man, he's going he's gonna to wipe out the Roman army. I imagine when yeah. Peter and John, when they're walking in, the sons of thunder, and you know they said, Lord, do you want us to rain down fire like, like you know, yeah, you Elijah did? Yeah. You want us to do that? I can imagine Peter's like, He's walking in with Jesus up in the Jerusalem. He's like, I'm Here we go. To a shotgun. I'm, right. I'm a captain of this <laughs> right, army, right. and I'm fixing to get to his miraculous power right, too. Right, exactly. Me and John. He had his sword. Yeah. Remember? They're ready. He had his sword with him. And Peter's like, we're In gonna, the garden. We're going to start this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I imagine he thought, man, I'm fixing to swing this thing, and it's going to become the most miraculous the, the samur- shot that heard samur- around the world. Samurai sword. <laughs> right, exactly. Zoom. Exactly. And, and Jesus like, put away your sword. And and he, he picks up Malchus's ear and puts it back on, but the but I can imagine walking into Jerusalem that week. He's like, they're laying down the palm branches. Here it is, you know, the increase of his government and peace. There will be no end, and the throne of David. It's going to stand up. So they thought that this was, but they didn't understand. That's right. It's a spiritual. Yeah, and and so you're seeing all these things coalesce and. With the the all people, all nations, all these things, and you could you could certainly see because you know you think about time and time again, God had when Israel kind of falls off into apostasy, He'll raise up a prophet, He'll raise up a you know a judge, a mm-hmm. deliverer, so mm-hmm. to speak, to to bring them out of it. And, and you know what they're thinking is like there's going to be a time when there's going to be the the ultimate deliverer, and and so you understand it. And so when these when this angel shows up to talk to these shepherds <clears throat> that are out there in the field. You know that they got to be thinking the same things. You know, like they got to be thinking like, this is this is it. You know, we're going to go, we're going to go with them. So, like, look what they go, look what they do. Verse fifteen. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, "Let us now go to Bethlehem, and see this thing." They understood what they meant when they said the city of David, mm-hmm. that it won't Jerusalem. Let's go to Bethlehem. 
see that this thing has passed, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. I mean, just imagine that one, you know, like, like over there is the king of everything that ever was. You take all the kings that ever existed, you put him in the middle of it, and he's the king of all of them. All the lords that ever were, you put him in the middle of them, and he's the lord of all of them. And so you know what they're doing. They're burning up a trail. You wonder what they did with the sheep. You know, you wonder, what, you wonder what they did with the sheep. And, and so it was like, yes, uh, which one of you doesn't leave the 99 to go after the one. And, and now, granted I, that was the center. I but, mean, just think about it. If somebody told you today, Bob, like, you know, Jesus, whoever's is in, the youngest. Yeah. Jesus is in, 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 um, Iraq, yeah. you know, or he's in Afghanistan right now or something like that. You're just like, okay, you know, it don't matter what's in the oven. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It don't matter what we had planned tonight. It don't matter. Nothing then matters at all. You know, everything gets dropped then. You know, we're, we're, we're oof, wagons east. You know, we're heading that way. What is the ticket? It don't matter. It don't matter what the ticket costs. You know, we're, we're heading mm -hmm. that direction. And and we'll go to 45 minutes up here to Laurel, and we'll just charter a plane. Whatever we got to do, we're going that way. That's what these guys are doing. They're making haste. They got to get there. They want to see this thing. And They're I breaking brush. Yeah, that's right. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. So, you know, this is... <clears throat> this is a very, um, what do you want to say, like a short expanse of time that's happened here. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's the same night. I don't know if it's the next day. You know, like a couple days later. All, all evidence in the scripture says that, man, this is this is close. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like they're, they're burning a trail up to mm -hmm. get there. And so now we're, because, you know, they say they're going to, the, to Bethlehem. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known saying the child, well, say widely known the saying which was told to them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at all those things which were told to them by the shepherd. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told to them. Isn't it interesting that that we get all the stuff that's kind of told to the shepherds right there in one little snippet, you mm -hmm. know, and you wonder if they're kind of putting together all this prophecies themselves, you know, trying to say like, this is the one we, the Messiah, you know, what, what were they saying? And, but in verse 19, it says, Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. It's almost like she's trying to, she's trying to figure out that she knows there's something bigger than what they're talking about. that's going on here. You know, that these shepherds are here talking about the Messiah. Well, they're right, but we talked. We talked about Mary last week, and it's a. Uh, it's interesting that she she does that a lot. You know, she keeps these things and she ponders them, and and um, this uh, but also too like you would think if you're going to get somebody to stand up on your behalf to go tell people about to validate you, who are you going to pick? Well, you think a king's going to get? He's going. Who are you going to put down as your reference, right? right. Mayor. mayor of Alavista. Mayor. Put the mayor of Alavista down. Who did Chris put down? He put down his preacher. Show that if, <laughs> if something come up on his criminal record or past <laughs> right. record, it's like, no, this guy's rehabilitated. Right. He's a changed man. Changed man. Mm. You, you know, you don't you don't put down somebody who, I guarantee you, people don't do this. They don't put down the last person they sold a car to. Or, or somebody they threw hay with. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what mm -hmm. we're talking about with shepherds. Yeah. You know, somebody that you gathered up hay with or somebody that you – you know, you was on a hay wagon with. And you, you look at the Lord, like he could have picked a doctor, a lawyer, a scribe. He could have picked a, a Pharisee, 
to go and 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 to announce to everybody we have seen the chosen one mm-hmm. and he picked shepherds mm-hmm. and they made it known mm-hmm. and and you just think about how much word spread and um but it was spread amongst the the people who the shepherds would be interacting with the commons yeah the common man common people i mean that's that's who he came for anyways i mean not that he didn't come for everybody but you know the bible tells us that has he not chosen the the poor of the world and not the proud, not the rich? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that God didn't choose the rich, right? It's not that God didn't say the rich aren't worthy, but those are the ones that's going to be the hardest to, to come to these conclusions with. And You, you just see humility written all, all over every bit of this. Yeah, I mean, like, don't you think that these guys sat around in the field and talked about these things? Absolutely. I mean, it's not like they're going to have, like, they're not going to have Twitter, yeah. You know, I mean, the only thing, the only literature they're going to have access to is is the scriptures. Yeah. So, what do you think their conversations were were would have been talked about as Jews, especially mm-hmm. this Jewish people that are quote unquote living under the the oppressive thumb of Rome right now? And so, you know, they're probably sitting around in the fields talking about when Messiah comes. I think it's going to be like this: when Jesus, when when the the anointed one comes, I think that Rome will be overthrown like this and. Yeah, here he comes. Oh, he's going to bring justice. He's going to bring all these things. And yeah. they're like, finally, he's here. And so you imagine, you know, thir- roughly 30 years later, like, they're, they're excited still about the Messiah, but it's kind of like going, well, they what said happened? that he's here, but, like, nothing's happening. And, yeah, you know, and then next thing you know, Jesus starts calling the common man again. That's right. The fisherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, anyways, he, he starts calling di- different people to, to come and follow him of all different walks of life and then starts performing miracles and setting setting things right. And, and, and well, and before that, John's out there getting everybody together. So, but, but the Lord, he picked, he picked shepherds to come see him and they're the ones who go and tell everybody first. So let's talk about the wise men now. You do a good job explaining this. Let's talk about the wise men and kind of some of the origins of this. Well, I this is with with my little three pound brain. But somebody asked me this week. They're like, uh, that's in a group chat. They're like, so how many wise men were there? And and uh, men. another men. Yeah, yeah, how many wise men were there? Right? Men, men. Yeah, yeah, and so. Of course, our, our little kid plays show. There's probably three or, or whatever, and and there's three blow mold Jesus, blow yeah. Chinese blow mold Chinese blow mold Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's a um, you, you got these. Don't we equate that because of the gold? Because of the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. That's what I was thinking. How do y'all say myrrh? Um, myrrh, Virginia, myrrh, myrrh. I yeah. didn't know. How, how, I didn't know if it way? was Myra or something. No, but I'm gonna just tell you. Sunday, you said. My lady, my lady. It's malady. Listen, that's that's. I, it was a joke because that's what Andrew Lott had said in a in oh, a okay. Bible study before. Oh, okay, because I, I whispered to Jessica, it's like Bob just got himself into a malady up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, he's like, malady, <laughs> and so that's why I said that. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then I repeated it. I was yeah. like, right, Andrew. I was like, I better make sure that. Yeah, it's just those funny things. All right, so so this. uh you you think about these wise men. So first of all, they go. the The question is one is like, where did they come from? The east. The Bible says the east, and and so wise men is uh when you look at this original word for magi or wise men, it it's a name given by the Babylonians or the, the Chaldeans, 
Medes, Persians, and others to the wise men, teachers, priests, physicians, astrologers, interpreters of dreams, soothsayers, and sorcerers. These are, and so you think, okay, well, these people said we saw the star, right? We saw a star. So as they come to, as they come to, um, to Herod, wise men came from the east. They come to Jerusalem. Now you think about this for a minute. They they come in to Herod, the king, and they said, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, this is a vicious dude, too, man. Dude. I mean, Herod is, is a nasty creature. I mean, you know, after Alexander's, you know, uh, kingdom kind of breaks up into four parts. Yeah, Alexander the Great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, Egypt kind of ends up with the the Jerusalem, uh, the Judean or Canaan, whatever you want to call it, area. You yeah, know, he's s- allowed to be king, but he's not. He's not the technical. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird word. It's like we say Wales mm-hmm. is a country. Well, it's not really a country. You know, Scotland is a country. Well, it's not in, in our terms. They're a state. Yeah. You know, because they don't have a seat on the UN Council, they're not recognized as a country. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're a sovereign nation. Well, just like Mississippi or Virginia or Tennessee is a sovereign state, and so these guys are. You know, Herod is a king over. He's kind of like the ga- ga- governor, you know, right. of this area. But king just sounds so much more proud. You know, I mean, this is the guy that had executed his wife, executed his mother-in-law, yeah, one ex- of his wives, right? Executed his two sons, you know, from and then, her. And he I was reading about him the other day too. He he got a whole group of together of the Jews and he had gotten real as you said vicious but also like he it was all about me, mm-hmm. like if if he would have had a he was just real or I mean just uh I don't know the right word to to say here, but he was just disgruntled. Mhm. And he thought nobody appreciates me, and and I'm getting close to death. I'm sick, and so nobody's going to cry for me whenever I'm dead and gone. And so I'm going to give them something to cry about. So he gets his sister together, and he gets all these uh, Jewish leaders together at this arena, and he's going to try to kill all of them. And he tells his sister, "I'm I'm I'm going to kill them all. That way they'll have something. To, their families will have something to cry about." Whenever I'm gone, and and then word gets out, and then it, it it ends up not happening. About Josephus wrote about that. Yeah, I mean, there's just I'm I'm telling you, like this dude is vicious. Well, and we see that that children are are killed all in Bethlehem. Now Bethlehem's a little humble city, right? And they just said that probably the population then was probably around fifteen hundred, and so they said boy to girl ratio. There's probably about. We we think well there may be three or four hundred kids. It's it's probably about twenty twenty four kids total and probably about twelve boys were probably killed. And that was somebody did the math or whatever. If you Yeah, if you just figure the, the ratio of people yeah, babies being born. Yeah. And then so there's probably twenty roughly two kids who were two years old and younger. There's probably about twenty four kids in that area and probably half of them are girls, so I think said probably twelve to fifteen boys were killed. And uh and so but but still, I mean, who does that? A wicked person. And and so, but also, you think like these wise men. Um, if there's just three guys that rolls in at night, or rolls in some point to to a king who's that vicious and that crazy, and they go, who? And and they've got gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They're like, where's this new king? And now now you help me out with. 
with Herod, wasn't he? What kind of like religious organization was he? So his, he married a Jew. Mm-hmm. So that's how he became. So he built the temple, right? You know, like, right? Or I shouldn't say built the temple. And he, he did a lot of he did a lot of good things in his yeah, first I mean, bit. Of, yeah, I mean, like, so he married a Jew to try mm-hmm. to, I don't know, for lack of a better term, assimilate himself with the because you got to figure they went through the Maccabean revolts and mm-hmm. all this period of, of and it's a really rich history you know there to study and learn about between you know the the end of their repatriation after Daniel, you know, the, what mm-hmm. we would say, the end of Second Chronicles and the last prophecy, uh, Malachi. Mm-hmm. And so they went through all the revolts and all the, the, I mean, there were some really, really vicious people that came on the scene during this time period. And some of them just hated the Jews. And, you know, the so the, you, know, you get this period of the Maccabean revolts and you got, you know, all these things that, you know, the Maccabean in, in Hebrew means the hammer. I mean that's what it means. Mm. You know, it was a it was a priest that wouldn't bow down to to this Greco Roman. You know, like you, we we would set up they would set up priests that they would actually go in and make priests uh, sacrifice a pig on their altar. You know, they so these oh, yeah. these priests to be unclean. Yeah, to be unclean and all and, and so this Maccabean guy he doesn't do it. You know, and it, that wasn't his name, but that's the nickname he picks up because he's the hammer. Yeah, and the, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but. But, you know, there's this whole period they've came through, and finally, you know, they're conquered, you know, kind of sealed up and, and and oppressed because they went through this. They gained their independence again during the Maccabean period. You know, they were an independent of any rule at this point. And, and I reckon, you know, depending on how you look at it from history, you know, history, you know, would record mm-hmm. that, that when we declared our independence that we were still, you know, England never really granted us that we were at war with another nation. They were just at war with the rebels. Yeah. You understand what I mean? Right, so, right, right, right. so they just looked at us as rebelling citizenry, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but for all intents and purposes, these guys were uh, 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 their own sovereign nation. And so as Herod gets kind of ushered in, you know, there's this huge building projects that go on. They build Herod's temple. You know, the whole temple mount is built and, and, you know, the Jews think that they're finally going to get somebody on their side. And then, of course, Herod puts the Roman eagle at the pinnacle of the temple, and people think that that's where Jesus was tempted at. You know, and it carries him up to the oh, okay. to the, the point pinnacle of the temple. Yeah, the, the point, point. Of, in Matthew four, and so they put the Roman. So that every yeah, time I'll they give you the whole Roman Empire, Jesus. Yeah, and so the so anyways the um, that's neat. I never knew that. Yeah, and and so you know takes him and shows him all the kingdoms of the yeah, earth. Yeah. You know, and so you know there's this idea that <laughs> Jesus is looking at Satan. He's like. I'm that rock in Daniel two forty four. Right, right. I'm going to break all these. Yeah. yeah, and so, so you you see all these things kind of coalescing, as it were, and then Herod. You know, they need this vicious, nasty politician. Yeah, and they find it in Herod, and so it's it's an he's a political appointee that's just he is just mad with power. Yeah, and I mean, just he can't not. He's scared to death of it. I mean, just imagine every waking minute thinking that that somebody or, or everybody is out to get you and that's where he's at I, I have a I have a theory and um and and I think that it can be backed up backed up but we have to you have to look at a, a lot of uh outside and, and you have to have a extra lot biblical extra biblical reasoning uh, and part of it is biblical reasoning too but uh but I believe that this was an entourage of I think this is a whole caravan of people of wise men who were coming in. Of, a, of these astrologers, and I, and I want to back it up, and I want to use some reasoning and things to, to tell you why. 
if three guys or two guys come in to Jerusalem and they're like, hey, we're from the east. Where's this new king? We're going to worship him. And Herod's thinking, well, I'll just I'll take care of you. Yeah. Poof. Right. You're gone. Off with his head. I'm going to kill y'all. Right. But but this this bothered him so much. And especially if it's just too crazy, they just think, yeah. okay, it's just crazy. Yeah, no, two crazy guys. Two crazy guys coming right. in or three crazy guys coming in. And now let's just take their money and their gifts or whatever. Right. I'll keep them for me. Right. And if somebody else shows up, then we'll figure something else out. But but so this bothered him so much that he inquired. He came to them secretly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, verse 7, uh, then when Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. Well, then he goes back and he kills all the kids that are two-year-olds and, and younger. So that tells us that this star probably appeared sometime around two years before this this moment. Right. And so the wise so, men probably weren't there the night of the birth of Jesus. The, the interesting thing is we're about at zero right now. Zero, yeah, in you know, time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in time. You know, because Jesus was probably, if you look at the census, you know, kind of lines up with, in Luke 2, it lines up, you know, about 2 or 3 B.C. You know, so Jesus would have been born about two or three BC, and so now we're kind of ticking back towards zero here, as it were, in, in our modernity of timeline. Right, and, and so and, and uh, before I forget this too, I probably will. But I talked about the babe, uh, you know, that they will find this infant. Well, in verse uh, verse eleven, um, verse ten, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And fell down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures, presented gifts. First of all, they're coming into a house. There's not mangers in a house, right? And then they they see this. They saw the young child, right? And this word "child" is is toddler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so um, they're in the original language. So, anyways, going back to this to this thing, it Herod so, didn't execute a couple of guys. Let me ask you a question. I just caught this when I was reading okay. it. Maybe you can help me understand this. But in verse three, it says, "When Herod heard this, you know that they've come." He was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Why do you think Jerusalem was if troubled? If it's just two or three guys coming in, it's no big deal. But what's this huge caravan of people? What are they doing here? Yeah, so you they're, think that the Jerusalem all, is troubled because troubled. there's a pile of people coming. And absolutely, and this, uh, and I haven't looked at this. You might look, search that Greek, the Greek word for troubled, because sometimes we don't know what. Uh, sometimes it can mean different things. Like they're uh, they're just. Uh, Hey, uh, it's I'm alarmed about this, or uh, where we think troubled would mean like, oh, I'm I'm you know devastated about this, but right. it's uh, I'm just hey, this is the this is what's going on, this is trending right now, or this is I don't know, um, but all of Jerusalem knows about this, and so if just kind of three guys quietly coming in, it says to agitate trouble, movement, uh, to cause one inward commotion, you know. To take away his calmness of mind and disturb the equanimity. If it's just three guys coming in with three little gifts, you mm-hmm. think that's going to trouble all of Jerusalem, the whole city? No, I mean you know you got to figure too that Jerusalem, you know it's not it's the it's the city proper around. Yeah, you know, and so there'll be thousands upon th- fifty, seventy five, maybe a hundred thousand people living in Jerusalem. So, so three guys showing up, you know. Probably not. Yeah, with one camel. So that's the first. That's the kind of the first couple of things there. One is Herod's troubled. Then all the Jerusalem's troubled. Then the next thing is this word wise men. It, it originates over in the book of Daniel. 
And when if you were if you said if you got a biblical search engine or whatever or app or whatever, you search the word wise men, you're gonna find it a lot more. You're gonna find a whole lot in the book of Daniel, and and we see um, in you know that the Bible just says from the from the east, and are we going to a certain chapter in the book of Daniel? Uh, yeah. When you uh, I think it's like uh. I have to find it. This is this is what where I'm bad about these things, Chris. I don't remember. I, I'm such a sight person. You you look at uh Daniel two, okay, verse twelve. The the king was angered. Remember, uh, Nebuchadnezzar had this dream and nobody nobody could understand it. Yeah. So this reason the king was angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. Well. Well, verse 24 of Daniel, of Daniel 2, then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus to him, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. Boldness. Mm-hmm. So Daniel does this. Daniel tells him about this whole thing. You've talked about this and during these uh, kings, these you know. God is a, uh, I like Daniel two forty five. And as much as you saw the stone, which was cut of the mountain without hands and that it broke into pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, that's Jesus, mm-hmm. the, the, the church establishing it. The, the great God has made known to the King. What will come to pass after this? The dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. 46. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and in an incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly, your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over the wise men of Babylon. Also, Daniel petitioned the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. Now, Daniel is a nobody who's who's a Hebrew slave at this point. God uses him to interpret the king's dreams, and he saves all these wise men. I don't know if I don't know if some got executed or not. But so you can imagine. So now he's placed in charge of all these astrologers, and this is what five six hundred years, roughly five hundred something years yeah, so before. We're, so we're probably around this time period would put us around. 575, you know, 586 is when they come in and, you know, Daniel and him kind of. Babylon rebelled against the Syrian Empire in 626. Uh, yeah, 586 is when they finally, that's the last draw right, with right, Jerusalem. Right. Yep. And so sometime after 586 is when we're, we're Daniel in captivity, you know, and so I forget who the, how the kings line up after that in my mind. But, but, but anyway, yeah, so Daniel, Daniel's placed in charge of. We're wise, six centuries. Of wise men. Right. And so it says that wise men came from the east. What's the east of Jerusalem? Babylon. Right. And so if you do a if you do a search today and um and and roughly these wise men would have traveled about a thousand miles roughly. And and let's let's lay a little bit more groundwork with what you're you're gonna do. When Israel repatriates, there mm-hmm. are some that stay. 
Yeah. You, you understand? They what stayed I mean? in the Babylon area. Yeah. yeah the, the Persian king, the Persians take over Babylon later on. Yeah. And then the Persian king, what Artaxerxes yeah. says, uh, hey, y'all can go back now. Yeah. And so, you know, under various ones, you know, whether it's, you know, Cyrus or, you know, however you want, you know, mm-hmm. look at the, right, right, the, right. the breakdown of it. You know, some of them are like, we've been here so long, like we don't even speak Hebrew anymore. We just, yeah, we've got a pretty good life built for us over here in Persia. Nehemiah stayed. Yeah, we're going to stay. He's a cupbearer of the king. Yeah, and so some of these guys are going to stay. So they're going to, you know, you, you think about this, like, like Daniel would have access to all the scriptures too, because like in Daniel nine, when Daniel nine, he knows that you know he uses this. He says, when the seventy weeks that Jeremiah had prophesied, I knew that it was fulfilled. I think it's Daniel 9 and chapter, uh, Daniel chapter 9 and verse 2. So Daniel had access to all these scriptures. And when he says the 70 weeks, he knew that Jeremiah was talking about 70 years. So now you're going from Daniel, you know, you're spanning some 80, 90 years of Daniel's life in the book here. So that's, that's, that's almost 100 years of influence. So we're almost, I mean, we're almost to the end of prophecy for for uh, the Jewish people, if Daniel comes in at the age of 15, let's just say 15, mm-hmm. and that's 586, okay? Let's just say that day one, Daniel gets there, and this happens, and he's 15. That puts us at 500 B.C. So you're, 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 you're roughly 100 years away from the last, you know, the last book that was written in the Bible was Second Chronicles. It wasn't Malachi. The Second Chronicles was written after Captivity. It was a post-captivity book. Malachi was the last prophecy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but Second Chronicles was the last book. Neat. I didn't know written. that. And so you're getting you're you're only about a hundred years from the time that Zechariah and and um, Obadiah and all these guys are you know like we got to get the temple rebuilt. You right. know, just think about this, Bob. When they go back to Jerusalem, you never ever not one single time. For the rest of their history, will the Jews ever breathe the word paganism again? You know, they struggled with this their whole lives. Mm-hmm. The fifty They had know, to be taken over finally and yes. and be put into slavery for seventy years. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and 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 we'll point this out too. I'm gonna let you keep going. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for hope and a future, you know, and, and that well, you're going into slavery. And and that's a and there's amazing things that that come out of this Babylonian captivity, and one of those is to get rid of they get rid of paganism. That's right. And so you know that's what you're seeing is this remnant, this like ultra devout group, mm-hmm. you know, that want to go back. I mean, I'm telling you, they stay away from paganism from then on. There is never, I mean, there's never a hint of of pagan or you, you understand what I mean when yeah. I say that. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, polytheism or, or whatever it is. You know, all these guys that plagued them before, dude, they're gone. And and you talked about Daniel's influence. Daniel would have been a rock star amongst the Magi of Babylon. Absolutely. This guy, I want Daniel. I want you to meet my family. Yeah. This guy. This guy saved us. Yes, absolutely. The King Nebuchadnezzar was going to kill us all. And so God, Daniel would have been a rock star for generations and generations. And so because the wise men come into Jerusalem. To say we've seen the king, who in the east from a Gentile nation would come and say, or would have knowledge that the king of the Jews will be coming in? It's through Daniel. Absolutely. It's through his influence. And so you think about your influence today as a as a listener on this podcast. Daniel's going in as as a slave, as a Hebrew slave, as a nobody and a eunuch. He'll never father any children. He'll never he'll never be a daddy. He'll, he'll this this is the, wherever Daniel dies and turns into dust. That's it. There ain't no more after him. 
And and Daniel, six six generations later, five hundred and something years, mm-hmm. you see wise men who are coming in, and and why did they? Well, Daniel's Daniel's kids weren't in existence. His legend couldn't live on through him. That's right. And so you have all these people who are coming back. Daniel had such an influence on a on a paganistic society society culture. That that now generations later they're coming in and so here you go you think about this I would imagine these would be some stories where are we at now back in Daniel I'm, no this is me oh, all right okay. so I would imagine these would have been some stories that have been told by of course he Daniel foretells these things about the church he foretells mm-hmm. a lot of these things just like what you talked about Daniel being a rock star I'd imagine these there's some stories of of magi to their kids. And to to future astrologers would have been like this. There's a true wise man. There was one who was truly was wise among us, who who had this influence from this true and living God, who actually interpreted the king's dreams. When the king was going to kill all of us, that true God sent a savior for us to to go before the king and to save us all. As our advocate. Save our lives. Yeah, as our advocate. He sent Daniel to do that for us. I would imagine they said, hey, he was the friend of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who did not burn in that fire when the king was throwing him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same one whom the God, all, we saw all these people get killed in the, in these lion dens. All this, all this time. They finally threw our friend Daniel in there. Not one lion bit him that night. And, and he influenced kings of of the Babylonians, and he influenced kings later on that were from Persia. This man, Daniel, he would pray three times to Jerusalem. He would face himself towards Jerusalem. Under and threat he, of death. And he under threat of death, and he would he would pray to this God who sent him and saved us. This dude is is he's the he's it in Babylon. And for all these years. And so finally they're like, he told us that that one day God's gonna send forth this this king who's going to be amongst the Jews and now he's going to come in and he's going to save the world. And, and, and Daniel talked about this, this coming one and then look for his star. Watch for it. And finally they see Is there it. a prophecy of that? I don't remember. Is there a prophecy that there'll be a star? Uh, I don't think so. But but I mean, they said we saw his star. How would they know it unless that's, Daniel had told them? That's what I'm saying. Like I don't. I, I I'm asking, is that recorded? I don't know. I, I, you have to look up the word star. And and it's interesting that. that but they said we saw his star. How would they know that it was his star? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like like, how would they know? You know, I mean, Daniel had to tell them, or somebody. It had to be written somewhere. That's somewhere. what I'm talking. It's it's a, it's an extra biblical thing. But but we can draw from a conclusion that there was somewhere they heard about a star. Who would they hear it from? Nobody. It doesn't make any sense to me. They hear it from. They wouldn't hear it from Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't hear it from Cyrus. They wouldn't hear. They yeah. they got to hear it from the guy who saved them all. Mm-hmm. And and so Daniel's influence lived on. We, we now see his star. And so finally one day we see his star in the east. All right, three of us are gone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're scouts. No, no, absolutely not. All right, we're gonna send three of y'all uh, with all these gifts, and right. uh, and y'all are gonna travel a thousand miles, yeah, and we're gonna see if you with make gold. it. And go before this king over there who's killing everybody. Right. I would imagine everybody. It was just like you said with haste. I would imagine every single one of them said, 
we're going to see this guy. Right. Because Daniel said, I'm not the one. There's going to be a rock. He, he, mm. told, he told Nebuchadnezzar there's going to be a stone that was cut without hands that was going to take care of all these nations. Yep. And so think about think about then this interesting thing when Herod calls the scribes and the all these smart people right yeah. to inquire these things think about what Nebuchadnezzar think about the let me say it this way you know Nebuchadnezzar makes some stupid mistakes and, yeah. and it cost him but you know like Nebuchadnezzar I mean um Herod he could look backwards uh-huh. now he could look backwards at all those prophecies that Nebuchadnezzar were like whew, I'm safe. You know, it ain't going to be me, you mm-hmm. know. And then he goes through the four kingdoms that Daniel kind of mentions there, and now here we are, Herod. He's in that fourth kingdom, mm-hmm. you know, so he's there. He's got this, you know, those things. That's what I say sometimes. You hear me say it. And those things to them were evidence, and to us they're substance. That's Hebrews 11, yeah. 1, substance and evidence. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It was evidence to them. And now it's substance to us. And so it's the thing that holds up our faith. You know, that's what that word means there in, in Hebrews 11. 1. It's the thing that's underneath. It's the it's the founder, the things that aren't seen that hold it up. And so those things become the things that hold up our faith, the same thing that holds up our faith. Mm-hmm. Daniel said, these things will pass. Herod's looking, and he's saying, these things have passed. And now here I sit in that time period. And so he's asking these smart people, tell me how these things line up. Those people over in the east, you know, that has sealed the deal for him. And, and Herod would not have feared. He wouldn't have feared a Babylonian king at this point. That's right. He, he Because the Rome, Rome had conquered. Dude, I'm telling you, like, like Rome... I'm telling you, like no army had ever, and still hasn't ever done with with the swiftness that Alexander Mastodon or Alexander the Great mm-hmm. did. I mean, I mean, he dies at 33. Yeah, I mean, and conquered the world at 33 essentially, and so you, there's nobody, you know, that there's nothing that's ever came on the scene like Rome had. And so this guy, it's not that Herod is is worried about some Babylonian; he's worried about his seat, right? He just don't want somebody to take over his spot. That's that you just see this mad craving for right. power. But in this blessing, you know, just think about what we get to see with God raising up Herod in this thing that we get to see from Herod the blessing of these wise men then. That we get to see like you're saying, you don't you can't what is it the saying we've said before you can count the apples, the seeds in an apple but not the apples in a seed. Mm-hmm. And so here we are, you know, we're counting apples out of seeds now is what we're doing. And so we're hundreds of years later, centuries later. And you think, like, how did how did this Gentile nation, how did the story keep living for almost 600 years amongst wise men? Substance and evidence, Bob. Same way it lives among us today. And they had to keep talking about it. Absolutely. And... And that's how that's how the Lord that's how the Lord's going to keep living today is we got to keep talking about him absolutely and wise men still seek him and and there there's going to be something I don't I don't know where Daniel and I hope somebody knows about a star that we don't know about that's recorded with Daniel that talks about it in the future and it's probably in there we're just couple, yeah y'all real smart folks we're just a couple of rednecks don't yeah. know but um but he. You, you just think about this and like, look for evidence of him in the sky, wise men. And the Lord is telling us today, 
Look for evidence of him in the sky. The heavens declares glory, but one day Jesus is stepping out on them clouds. Yep. And I, I thought about this when you when you were talking about this earlier, and maybe we can wrap it up here. But, you know, when the the angels announced to the shepherds, you know, they told him this thing. And we talked about the angels and the announcing and all the events they were involved in in human history. Well, that's when they're going to – that'll be the next time they come back. And, and you remember in Acts 1, I, I was thinking about this when – when they're watching Jesus kind of standing there ascend to heaven, you know, you know they're standing around with their mouth open. You ever, you ever watch people when they look up? Yeah, yeah. Just tell people look up in the like, air. What are y'all looking at? When everybody looks up, they open their mouth. You know, so they're standing there with their mouths open. You know, the bird pooping on, on them, and and they're like, "What are y'all looking at?" <laughs> they're gazing. Yeah, what are you looking at? The same manner in which he left, he's going to return, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah, and man, it's uh. It's just powerful, and when you we we get the opportunity today to to look back at all of this, and and so I think there's evidence to show that there's a big caravan of them, but even if there's a big caravan, or if it was two or one, well, wise men, yeah, men, yeah, two, two, yeah, whether there's two or three, either way, these guys are bold. Mm-hmm. I, we're gonna go to the 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 nastiest dude in Jerusalem and we're going to go to his face and go, where's the King? Yep. Where's the guy who's taking your place? Why, why that for? Because like you said, wise men still seek him. They sought him then and they still do today. Wise men um, weren't afraid to talk about the King and wise men weren't afraid to be bold. This is the unscripted podcast.